Okay, well, we are here on Sunday earlier, one o'clock. Two queens and a what? And a turkey sandwich. And a turkey sandwich. Turkey sandwich. Mike has fixed himself a turkey gobble gobble. Uh, Mike has fixed himself a turkey sandwich. I just finished a uh, everything bagel with lox and cream cheese. Did your everything bagel have gasoline? No. So it's not real? Everything no, bagel. It's, it's everything you would have on a bagel, not everything in the world. Oh, okay. That would well, be Well, people that take things literally, perhaps they should consider renaming the bagel. Yeah, well, you know what? People who take everything literally have their own challenges. So I don't think we need to uh, necessarily pander to them. So... <laughs> And uh, um, so it is kind of an overcast day here. We have a little, it's it's not raining, but it is, it's sprinkling a little. I went to the grocery store earlier. What are you drinking, Megan? I am having my um, much-loved second cup of coffee on the weekend. Second cup of coffee, right. Great. You make one cup of coffee during the week? Yes. How do you make one cup of coffee? Well, uh, well, I mean, Myrna, my roommate, and I, we, we make two it, it, we make two cups, but um, one of yeah. So, yeah. How do, you, how do you make your coffee? In a, in a like, Mr. Coffee old school, like, drip machine. Okay. Mm -hmm. I personally use a French press. Who was it that sold Mr. Coffee's? Was it Mickey Mantle? I think it was Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio. That's right. Ooh, you know me in sports. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, we are recording. It's it's uh, just after one p.m. We had to change our schedule because I am taking a class on Sundays for the next few weeks. And um, so, thank you for uh, accommodating me. Well, we did it this week. We'll see about next week. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm taking a piano for singers. You know, because my dream is to play and accompany myself and have a couple of songs to go to be ready if at some party there's a piano and someone says, Do you, could you play anything? And so, you know, of course, this is all in working towards my true dream of Mike and I performing a song at parties together. A oh, I won't want to do it if you're playing the piano too. <laughs> Mike! You, you can't be adding all these qualifiers. No, you're, you keep changing the rules. No, I'm not changing any rules. Right. I'm not, you know. Now you're at the actually, piano singing and I'm back. You no know, way. We're in a relationship and rules, I don't understand, you know, this rules. Like, we're not, you know, we don't need no magic. Would you like a shovel to help you dig? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well. With that, uh, I think I'm going to have to put something a little stronger in my ice water, and we'll be back after a word from our sponsor. Your ice water looks yellow. There's salsa water in it, and then after the salsa water, when I go to bed, I'll have a, a glass of water in it, and then starting the next morning, I'll just put iced tea in it, you know, it's like, yeah. and then I'm like, all right, well, you know, I know it's only been me drinking out of this, but... <laughs> But things can grow. Yeah, Mike uh, was just describing how he can use the same glass for several days. Well, I said two days. Two I, days. I use my, I mean, I only drink, I have my water glass, which is just, you know, I mean, it is filtered water, but my filtered water glass, 
I used that for like more than a week before I washed it. It's that's like, disgusting, Megan. Is it? Is well, that weird? Well, there's a lot of spit that's going yeah. back into your yeah. Doesn't doesn't the rim get all gummed up from your from your lip juice? No, I guess I maybe don't have as much lip juice as you do. I I don't know. I'm looking at it right now. I I don't know how long this glass has been going, but now now I feel like I better wash it after after today. Well, I think I'm starting to understand why you're single. <laughs> It's disgusting glass habits. Um, before the reason I want to talk about this is, I think the last thing you heard before the break is your water is a little yellow. Well, it's because I poured water into my diet coke glass, so I have a little color from the diet coke. So yeah, no, none of us are perfect with the glass no. hygiene. No, I will say, but I think Megan's working on a whole different level than Mike and me. So. Uh, Okay, something to work on. See, even even more than a year into COVID, and there's still things we can find to work on ourselves. Oh, that may be how COVID started, Megan. Mm -hmm. Your water glass. Yeah, yeah. You know, who knows how yeah. many how many goats drank out of that glass before, <laughs> be, you know, during this, <laughs> you know, wandering through your Astoria apartment where all the Greeks live who have the goats, by the way. <laughs> Greeks love to eat goat and lamb. So, um, uh, and I don't think that's racist. That's just judging from their menus. So, um, uh, let's see. Another, you know, we have some other uh, good news. What's tomorrow, Mike? Monday, cleaning lady day. Yeah, yes, it is Monday and it is cleaning day lady oh, day. Oh, tomorrow I'm officially free of COVID. That's right. Yay! So at first shot, I guess second shot. So I guess at like 1020 tomorrow morning, I can start kissing hobos. Uh-huh. And you can go and download that app so that you can register as someone who's been vaccinated twice. Huh. Yeah, there's some app in New York City or New York State where you register as a as a two-shot person and there's a barcode that they can scan if you want to go to events. Huh. Uh, actually, I have downloaded the app. I can give you the name of it, I think. Uh, well, it's within the NYS wallet. Uh, Excelsior Pass. It's called Excelsior Pass. And uh, my two-week anniversary is on Friday afternoon, uh, along with our friend Rita. And Megan, when do you get your second shot? I know you've had your first. I, I get my second shot on Friday morning. Oh, Friday morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so two weeks from Sunday, we can have this podcast in person. Exactly. Woohoo. And uh, let's see, what will the date of that be? Two weeks from today? Two weeks from two, no, it'll three weeks from today, right? Yeah, yeah, so May 2nd. Or, yeah, May 2nd, yeah. Oh, which we won't be here. We're going to be in our... We'll be here for May 2nd. We won't be oh, here... Oh, 2nd, yeah. We, we won't, won't be, be here, here the, following the following week. Great. Okay. Very exciting. Very exciting. Well, and everyone, all of our listeners, I hope you're getting registered and vaccinated. It's pretty much open to anyone 16 years and older mm -hmm. all over the country. And, uh, and if you want, you can go to New Hampshire. They're accepting anyone. Oh, you don't you don't even have to be a, a or Texas. Yeah, well, 
Is that true in Texas or is that just the way it worked for our families in Amarillo? I'm pretty sure it's true. I'm pretty sure they it's didn't an official have a state. I mean, I don't know if they publicized it, but I don't think they had a state requirement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, if you've got an appointment and you show up for it, then they kind of need to give it to you. Although I don't think any place is, is like Florida where people were flying in from all over the globe to get their uh, vaccinations. So um, cool. Get your vaccine and uh, maybe we'll be back on our way back to a more normal. Although I think face masks are going to be part of our lives for uh, years, if not decades to come. So. Now, will we wear them when we're in Texas? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probably. Maybe not. <laughs> I kind of that feel, was really fast. <laughs> I kind of feel like, all right, so. <laughs> I'm protected now. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm with a bunch of people who are not wearing masks. Well, we don't know that we can't catch it. Really? We just know that it won't be, it won't land us in the hospital. Right. And I think I read, I think I didn't read the whole article and it actually, I don't remember where it was, but it was written a little like perhaps slightly too science jargony for me, but um, I, I think in Israel, they may be determined that Pfizer is not that great at um, keeping you from getting the South African variant. Oh. So like, you know, so yeah, I, all, all that is to say, John, you're right. Like we should all still be wearing masks because at a certain point, these vaccines might become less effective, you know, so. Right, like the flu vaccine. That's why there's an annual flu vaccine. So, because it's it's adjusting as time goes on. So, cool. So, but anyway, in the meantime, get your first one and then we'll worry about, you know, next year, next year. So, uh, we have definitely built infrastructure to deliver vaccine uh, over the last year. So yeah, that's- Not every year. Huh? We're going to do this every year. You don't know. We may have to. It might just be that's what we do. It's what we do. It's what we do. Or maybe at least certain populations, you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, like the flu. The people you know. who get the flu shot should get the COVID shot again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, cool. Uh, what else is going on? Megan, how uh, have you been to the park? Uh, yeah, I think um, most of the week, I think I even I, I, I went um, late this morning. Um, I like I kept like looking out the window and I was like, you know, it's not even drizzling. So I, I got in I got in a little jump. It, it was a little drizzly, but it wasn't enough to keep me away. Um, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm having memories of seeing all kinds of people over the course of the week. It's such a great little park to just like go and be amongst people doing their thing. Cool. Cool. Nice. Um, see any of your regulars? Um, let's see. Yeah, I, I, one of my new, one of my new pals, I haven't, we haven't exchanged names yet, but one of my, we, uh, we, we now talk when we see each other because, uh, I can't remember if I said this on the pod or not a couple weeks ago. Um, he, he, he always plays tennis. And um, a couple of weeks ago, he was wearing a, a Tottenham Hotspur hoodie, which is one of my preferred English Premier League teams. And so I was like, "Oh, Tottenham!" And so we started. We, we chatted a little. Um, and so now we're now we're chatting pals. So uh, I saw him this week, and we exchanged some 
Premier League gossip. Um, do you and, have it? Do you uh, yourself? My, 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 my tennis tutor, Hector, I saw him last weekend. Uh, didn't see him today because of the weather, I'm sure. And I was out there later than usual, but yeah, so my usuals. Tell me something. Do you yourself own any Premier League jerseys? I, I don't. I don't. But I've been thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, I don't own any, and I don't plan <laughs> to own any. Um, uh, Mike, do you own any Premier League jerseys? I have absolutely one from every team. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So 20 jerseys. And I've yet never seen you wear one. Yeah. And well, and it could be even more than 20. There's, you know, it, because of their rules. What, Mike, I'm, I'm impressed that you keep those under wraps. Yeah. Well, Megan, he wears them under his clothes, like Mormon underwear. Mm -hmm. oh, <laughs> <I see. laughs> Got it. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh -huh. Well, if you wouldn't have gone and gotten COVID and I would have, uh, you know, done my sleepovers over Christmas, maybe I would have seen him, but yeah. maybe next year. Maybe next year. Something to look forward to. Uh, what have we been watching? Have you started anything new, Megan? Well, um, no, but what I finished was um, The Flight Attendant. Oh! Love that show. What a great, great show. Yeah, yeah. such a good show. And what a great ending, too. That really What a great ending. Yeah, actually, I, I really thought that, um, I really thought that, Miranda was going to have been a figment of her imagination the whole time and like might have been even Buckley like she might have conflated Miranda and Buckley um and it really looked like that might be the case until it well and I who knows but it seems as though Miranda slipped the book into her jacket yeah yes absolutely yeah but uh but yeah no yeah that was it was I can't wait for the second season it was such a cool show yeah and what newfound respect you have for Katie Cuoco <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I never really watched Big Bang, so I. But but she was phenomenal. Yeah. She definitely did herself a service. Of she she won't be typecast. No, no. I mean, I think this moves her into, into a completely other level. Um, and I I was just so impressed because I, I I watched Big Bang Big Bang for the thirty eight years it was on. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a delightful. And she's show. a delightful comedian, but. You know, here she was just another world entirely. Well, and it just it it also shows what a brilliant move it is, especially for women to create production companies and and write themselves into these yeah. roles. No, they should definitely be doing that. Yeah. Well, yeah. and they are. Yeah. That's how this stuff is happening. Yeah. 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 Like. Yeah. That was. Yeah. So kudos to all those ladies because clearly I, that's what <laughs> needs to have happened. I heard her on a podcast. She was talking about how she found this book. And uh, she claims that she just looked at the cover and she said, oh, planes and she's blunt. And she just asked, are you sure Reese Witherspoon hasn't bought this book already? <laughs> <laughs> they said, no. So she says, okay, let's get it. <laughs> I mean, Reese, she buys up a lot of books. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah. And I will never ever read another one of her Reese Witherspoon book club suggestions. Yeah. You better to wait for the miniseries. It's no, it's just that I don't like the books she recommends. I well, mean, they all well, and they all have a central character that she could play. Right. That's yeah. a, that is well, an issue. There you go. That's, but like, you know, I'm trying to remember. I know 
Celeste uh, Eng's um, Little Fires Everywhere, which is a book that I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of. I didn't think it was a bad book, but yeah, and I forget the other one. I read, I've read two so far, and it's like, no, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah, no. There are probably other book clubs you can join. Oprah's with. always good. Yeah, yeah. She's a reader. Mm -hmm. She's a reader. Um, cool. Are we watching anything else? Well, we're almost finished Amazing Race Season 5. Yes. Okay. I still don't remember who wins. Yeah, no. But we are very happy that Jonathan and Victoria, Victoria oh, the all, most awful people uh, are are out of the running. Yeah. So that was good. That was good. We and have the finale of Race Around the World. Right. Our other, you know, teams racing across the globe show that we've discovered on Discovery Plus. Mm -hmm. Very good. It's a BBC show where they, it's like The Amazing Race, except they cannot take airplanes. Yeah, we've done them. We've done them. Yeah, yeah, of course. And we have four episodes left of Cobra Kai. Yes. Do we have another season, or is that the last season that's, that's in the can? That's it. That's it. Very enjoyable. And we kind of hadn't watched Cobra Kai for a while. Yeah. yeah. We watched some other things this We week. still need to watch Brock Meyer. Yes. We have, I think, seven episodes of that left. Uh-huh. This week we watched two episodes of Ken Burns' Hemingway. Yeah. Ugh. God, was it good? It is good. It's just it's, too long. It's too long, yeah. I just, I'm, ugh, yeah. What are you not a fan of Hemingway or or Ken Burns? No, well, or? No, well, I just I do think Ken Burns is like a really good documentary maker, but I just wish he would. I, everything he does is just so like proto masculine, and it just like gets so boring after a little while. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, he, he's a male. I know, but I, yeah, I guess what I'm saying is. Um, it's boring to me. <laughs> well, it's boring to me. I, I, I feel like, yeah, it could have been cut. It could have been cut down. I think it's three two-hour episodes. Yeah, it could have been two two-hour episodes. I'm sure would have been plenty. The four hours would have been fine. Yeah. I mean, and I don't even, I, mean, I, I know the fourth, uh, this third episode is supposed to be kind of interesting with his downfall. But, um, yeah, I, I, but I do. It's funny. I, I was watching it. And I'm like, I got to read the short stories of uh, Ernest Hemingway. So I went on uh, Amazon and put it on my uh, wish list. And then I was looking for another book in the bookshelf. And you know what I came across? The complete short stories of Ernest Hemingway, which I bought <laughs> like 40, 40 years ago. <laughs> I have it in the hardback. So I took that off the uh, list. I don't need to buy it any longer. That's funny. It's kind of like what I did with the Mary Oliver poems. I'm like, I bought the Mary Oliver poems, and I was after I finished it, and I put it back in the bookshelf, right next to the same book. Oh yeah, that, well, that, <laughs> that, was, my that was at least your book. Yeah, so. that was one of my books. That uh, <laughs> yeah, I I love that book of poems. Which is and now I have I have your extra copy. I think you do. Yeah. Oh, you do. I haven't read it yet, yeah, we but it. I will. Uh -huh. I've, yeah. I've given it as gifts. I gave it as like graduation gifts once or twice. Um, so yeah, cool. Check out Mary Oliver, Wild Geese. Selected poems of Mary Oliver. Uh -huh. She's quite amazing. Um, uh, let's see. I started watching, I have a little guilty pleasure that I'm watching. I'm watching Country Comfort. I don't know what it's called. Com What's that? That is Catherine McVie 
uh, formerly of uh, American Idol, but then she had some weird. She was on Smash. Oh yeah, she was on Smash, and, she and also... she's who I saw in Waitress. Right. Oh, yes, sure. she did Broadway, yeah. and she is David Foster, who's old enough to be her grandfather. She's in a relationship with him, which, uh, if you watch the David Foster uh, documentary. His daughters really like her. She's the first one he's dated that they actually like, um, mainly because they can share clothes. But uh, uh, and uh, so anyway, it is it is a cross between the sound of music and the nanny, which there's a lot of crossover there already. But there's a lot of uh, basically. Oh, the other guy in it is. So um, if Maria was from the Bronx. Yeah, or Nashville. <laughs> so if Maria was from Nashville, and the hills are along with the sound of you. Well, you know, Carrie Underwood would did do that role on TV. The hills are alive with the sound. You know, you just I don't even know what that accent is, but it's 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 it just says not authentic. But, oh, really? Uh, oh, so from Mister uh, Accent. I can I can speak with a lot of accents that are very quite on point. Um, okay. I will have you know. That's a Jeff Japanese tourist <laughs> in Italy. So, uh, uh, but uh, so she is uh, a woman who's down on her luck. Her boyfriend and bandmate has kicked her out of the band and out of his bed, and she somehow runs into a father with five children whose mother passed away two years ago, and uh, he's always looking for a new nanny. And um, of course, they were our musical family. All the kids uh, sing and play guitars and pianos, and their mother sang, so um, she fits right in. And there is, of course, he's dating a woman uh, who is not really into children or music or, you know, anything. And so so you have that kind of fun dichotomy. So, but. It's it is classic sitcom, uh, but they do sing from time to time, which I enjoy. And um, you know, it's just silly. And there's only ten episodes, and I've watched I think five or six now. So I've kind of crossed over. So I'm going to finish it out. And uh, if you want to watch some, you know, sitcommy has a little country, a little Christiany, a little Christiany um, bent to it, then check it out. Yeah. If you're into that kind of thing. And Catherine McVie has got a great voice. So it's mm -hmm. always delightful when she sings. And uh, who, who's Eddie Cipriani yeah. is the lead. And uh, he is in a relationship lead with Leanne Rimes in real life. And she was a guest star in the fifth episode, maybe. So that was fun to see her on there, too. So uh, I'm watching that. Uh, did we finish any sitcoms? Well, we we finished Call Me Cat. We'll never watch that again. God, that was just. I'm sure it got. Canceled. We watched every single episode of that piece of shit, and <laughs> yeah, I never started it. Pete kept hoping that it would get better, or that they'd you know, grow into it, but they but didn't. they did not. It just was just oh, it was just awful. <laughs> Yikes. Um, we not watched too bad. We watched I mean, but also it didn't need to happen, so whatever. Well, you know, I mean, I understand that, you know, you, you see a show from, say, England or something, and you're like, oh, well, let's remake that for the U.S. They did it with all of the family. They did it with friends. They do it with, you know. But um, 
uh, this one just didn't work, and it should have. That's the thing; it should have worked because they had uh, a lot of great. Maya Bialik is 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 very talented, and she could have pulled off this um, thing with uh, like Miranda did. Except they bought in a bunch of writers who probably have a, a big long resume of working with a bunch of other sitcoms. Right. And so they just tried to put that you know big lumpy Miranda you know circle into this rigid square and it did not work and so I, I blame Maya Bialik for that as well because she was the one that was leading that and she well, got Parsons. well okay but yeah but I think she, he just lent his name oh, okay but you know it's it, 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 it's you know for not look thinking outside the box in bringing in some interesting writers and that was her fault yeah uh, we well, it's also just like it's just not that it's not as necessary anymore now that shows from other countries are so much more easily accessible. It's true. That's it's absolutely true. true. I know that they you know, one of my favorite shows is uh, Rita from Denmark, and they tried to remake that in the U.S. with Anna Gunn from Breaking Bad. It never made it on the thing, but I, I understand why they would want to turn a foreign language uh, series into. An American series, yeah. Mm, okay, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. It, that that was stupid because it would never work because it is inherently Dutch. Yeah. Just the whole mm. the, that's the you know the whole school system thing there, and yeah. So anyway. um, but it is it is definitely true that we are all more global consumers of streamed content yeah, now. Thank God for Netflix, I love it. I'm uh, actually I'm watching the British, the original British version of the TV series Utopia, which Amazon remade. Um, uh, with John Cusack, uh, it was it was a it was headed by Gillian Flynn from Gone Girl. She was writing it, but I'm I, I watched that and it was fine. But I'm watching the original one, uh, and it's like so much better. Oh. It's just so much more interesting, and I mean, it's just as brutal. Both uh, both the U.S. and the U.K. were really brutal shows, but there is something just off about the U.K. one. Sadly, I'm in the second season now, and it's basically a rehash of the first season. I'll watch it. Uh, we also, uh, what's the series with the Australian guy? Everything's going to be all right? Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Going to be okay. It started its second season. Which, Josh, his name is Josh Thomas. He did the show Please Like Me. Yes, which is delightful. If you haven't watched Please Like Me, it's an Australian show. Absolutely delightful. And we enjoyed the first season of this series. The first episode of the second season kind of wore me thin a little. Well, um, it was a COVID episode. It was a COVID was a episode. Co oh, wow. So it's going to be, you know, who cares? You know? Yeah. But yeah. Um, the thing about that is it, he plays this kind of goofy, I don't know, how would you describe him? He is extremely quirky, a extremely quirky gay guy. Yeah, he's from Australia. Who's kind of whimsical, which is very similar to yeah. the part he played in the. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he's playing himself. Um, he uh, he ha he finds out that he has, his father is American, and when he goes to visit his father, who he hasn't really known for years, um, uh, shortly thereafter, his father dies of a heart attack, and the father has asked in his will asked him. To take care of his two two daughters from another marriage, 
And the two daughters is one of them is autistic, and she's played by an autistic actress. Oh, she is. Yes. I was wondering about oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and the other daughter is just kind of this quirky, weird teenager kid. She's a she's a she's really just good, great, really yeah. good actress. And the thing about Josh Thomas is that he, you know, it's not perfect in any way. It, but it's not a sitcom like you're used to, because these characters, you know. The autistic girl, you know, experimenting with her sexuality, you know, these certain things that you're like, and he's very, very good at it. He always gives himself a boyfriend, which I think is funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, his the the uh, Australian series, what was it called again? Please like me. Please like me. Uh, actually, kind of mirrored his home. That's where Hannah Gatsby comes. Hannah Gatsby. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. I remember that. Who plays. Who plays a depressed lesbian on right. and he, but that was really interesting because his mother in that is suicidally depressed and she meets Hannah Gatsby at an institution so it, it, it's it's a comedy about this kid trying you know his parents are divorced and his mother is in, institutionalized and, and his father has a young his Asian father wife. has a young Asian wife I yeah. mean it, he he walks certain lines that um, don't seem very funny, um, and and you know sometimes they're not. But um, I, I really do appreciate um, his his attempts anyway. Yeah. He might not be totally successful, but it always has a lot of heart. Yeah, yeah he tries a lot of heart. heart. So yeah, recommend that. Um, uh, we also watched, and I don't know if we should go to break or should come back to talk about. Uh, uh, the movie with let's, Terry. Let, let's talk about the movies afterwards then. Okay. Um, all right. We will be back in a second. And we are back with two queens and a what? Um, and not, not a turkey sandwich anymore. No turkey sandwich. But we you ate it so quietly. I'm impressed. I didn't even hear it. Oh, well, that's probably that's good. sweet of you. Um, yeah. We want to talk about Carrie Mulligan. Love Carrie Mulligan. Love Carrie Mulligan. We watched her on Saturday Night Live last night, yeah. which I think is one of the funniest episodes of the season. It was consistently good from beginning to end. Yep. Yep. Woo! Yeah. Um, and I think it's kind of amazing uh, that it's often people who are not funny people that come in and deliver the best episodes mm -hmm. or that aren't known as funny people. She also was not like overly in the whole show sometimes you get the guest hosts and they're just so so prevalent in, in, in yeah. the episode that it kind of bogs it down here mm -hmm. she kind of plays a supporting actress along with the other uh, actors on the show and i and i think that made for a better show yeah um also mm -hmm. i kind of feel like um you know uh ad bryant was kind of gone the first half of this well, of the season, and she's back. And I feel like last night's episode, she finally was back long enough to like get more of her own stuff yeah. on there. And she is just so funny. She is so good. Yeah. Her and Kate McKenton work beautifully together. Well, they they write, they, they share an office and they yeah. write together. Yeah, no, and so when their they stuff do is us good. get together, it is generally. I like when they're doing this like. Uh, one where they played sisters and J-Lo is their ugly oh, sister. Oh, right, is the ugly sister. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that one was very funny. Uh, also, 
also, you know, have we talked about this or have I heard other people talk about, you know, there are not characters on Saturday Night Live anymore that keep coming back. You know, the political huh. characters have, but, you know, we don't have, you like know, Pat or like, yes, like Pat or, uh, you know, Martin Short had the, like, Fernando Lamas. He was always yeah. playing Fernando Lamas. And uh, there's or, a handful. What are they? We have, what are the current characters that come back? I, the only, honestly, the only ones I can think of are Kate McKinnon. Like, there's the 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 old lady movie person. Oh, yes. There's the cat person. She often does the cat one with right. like a, 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 when the the host is a female because they're always like kind of in a relationship. Um, there's the what? There's the like. It's always a closer, but she's like the 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 middle aged woman at the bar. There's a, she, she has a handful, but you're right. I can't really think of that many uh, of those, for others, except on Weekend Update. There's some, obviously, there's some repeats on yeah. Weekend Update. Um, other than the aging, uh, the old uh, film actress, I don't think those other two characters, you know, yeah, she has done them more than once, but I don't think we recognize them as being the same person. Uh, I think it's I, just I do, she's I, playing a cat lady. I do again. hope that if Lauren Michaels is listening to us, that... The iceberg, <laughs> the iceberg from the Titanic becomes a recurring character. Oh my God, that was so good. Yes, yes, that was Bowen great. Bowen Yang plays Yang. the iceberg from the Titanic. Someone else who is always pretty consistently yeah. Although, good. Although, that's another one. His friend Leibowitz, I would watch in a second. Yeah, yes. I mean, that was funny. That was funny. Also, that new girl who uh, played the the exotic dancer yeah. was really funny. Pineapple. Pineapple. Yeah, her name was Pineapple. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Highly have recommend. Have a good time watching that, Megan. Carrie know. Mulligan. Okay. Okay, I'm excited. We also saw Carrie Mulligan this week in Promising Young Woman. Yep. What a film. What a film. I loved it. I, yeah. know, it's, I didn't... I went. I did not re know anything about it except that you know people were saying good things about it. But it is a revenge story, and I just feel like it's it's so well done and so surprised. You know, because those are you know you see revenge stories, but I uh, the ending was unexpected and I, it really Dis stayed with disturbing. me. Disturbing. Disturbing. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Very disturbing. Um. And she was phenomenal in it. Yeah. Uh, actually, everyone in it was yeah. really good. Um, yeah, we got to see uh, Molly Shannon. Yeah, a little briefly. Oh yeah, just briefly. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, she was. Jennifer there. Coolidge was like like oh, as, playing totally off type, yeah. which was awesome. Uh huh. As her mom, yes, yes. And and I, I don't. Um, I think I told this to Mike on the train when we randomly ran into each other. But um, I, what one thing that I loved, and this isn't, I can't remember. I know this isn't an original thought to me. This was something I either like listened to or, or read. And I, but I just can't remember if it was super intentional on Emerald Fennel's the the writer's part, or if it just kind of happened that way. But I think it was intentional. And now I'll say it. <laughs> um, one thing that. Um, one thing that stuck with me and really was I thought was so well done was to cast all of these all the guys in the movie there's really like no guy comes out of this movie being a good guy except maybe maybe Carrie Mulligan's dad but like everybody else everybody every other male character is like super shitty and they're all played by people who talking about typecasting are typically like the good guy in yeah. their other projects 
right good guy or are funny and yeah yes, yes, i no. just thought that was brilliant yeah. well you know there's a reason she's nominated for best director too yeah i i love emerald fennel i cannot wait to see what else she does she's so i just love her so much yeah, she is good yeah she did the second season of killing eve oh okay okay yeah and she's camilla parker bowles in the crown so she's she's writer director um actor she does it all she's i just think she's so cool yeah wow i forgot about that crown part and that's not and, and she's got other acting uh, like I, I can't remember the other um oh she's in call the midwife mike you'll see her in call the midwife once oh, you retire once i retire mm -hmm. cool well watch promising young woman hello with our dearth of masterpiece theaters i may start watching that now yeah mm -hmm. uh we oh should we have we talked about hemingway yet we did we did we did we talked about him oh you already forgot because that's how boring oh, it is RuPaul. we have to talk oh, about RuPaul. so this was the uh oh, wait a second <clears throat> we talked about the oscars and, and Megan wanted to talk about Ma Rainey. Oh, oh yeah, my and my, my Oscar project this week. I, I can't remember what else I might have watched, but I definitely last night I watched Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I hadn't seen that yet. Um, and talk about a movie that kind of like grows on you if you keep thinking about it afterwards. I, I I just think that was such a good film, and I just like. But but as I was watching it, you know, I, I was really enjoying it, but it's only afterwards that I keep thinking about it and keep realizing like how good of a movie that was. Um, I'm really glad it's getting recognition. And I didn't realize that, uh, I can't wait to see what else, like the other things that Denzel Washington does. I didn't realize that he was, it was a project of his to do this cycle of August Wilson yeah. plays. Yes. And so this is the second one yeah. um, after Fences. And um, that is very exciting to me. It is. I mean, and it, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it's an important thing that I'm really glad he's doing, even though I don't think that August Wilson translates well to screen. Um, I, and you didn't, you thought that about Mark? I, yeah, I, you didn't I did. think it translated great to screen? Yeah, no, I don't think his language work, it works really well on a stage, but on a stage, you, you, you know, you're, it's heightened, you know, uh, being, yeah. but there's the, the sort of a, a realness to, to film that I just think that his heightened language just does not really work as well with. Um, hmm. And I, I, and they're not going to, they're never going to change his words. And I right. think that there can be some slight adaptations to make to anchor it better to film uh it's interesting you say that because you and i also watched the better part of doubt this week yeah which doubt. you saw in which i feel translated well to film i think it translates extremely well to film. but i don't know if they changed the script much or aired it down much I, well i the playwright worked on the film the playwright, right i'm john shannon wrote and directed the movie yeah so um, I, I think it was, it, 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 it's John Patrick Shanley's language is not heightened reality. Right. Right. And, and August Wilson has a poetry right. to his language that very, very few playwrights have. And that's what makes it so such an experience when you're in a theater watching it live. But for me, um, when I'm watching it on a movie, either Fences or um, 
uh, Ma Rainey's, it, it, it creates, you know, the, that poetry creates sort of a, a block for me, a, a right. wall that it, I can't fully get into it because it doesn't seem real um, or something. Like, you know, but that, but, hmm. you know, it's just me. I mean, you know, whatever. Um, it'd be interesting if Viola Davis wins the Oscar. Jolly Davis can win the Oscar any day she wants, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. if she does win the Oscar, if she will have won a Best Supporting Actress Oscar for a Leading Actress Role and a Best Actress Oscar for a Supporting <laughs> Actress Role. <laughs> because Ma Rainey is not the lead actress in that play, in that movie. And she's up, she's up, for, she's up for lead? There is no lead actor. It's, yeah, it's, it's Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, yeah, she should great. definitely be supporting for this if, if you by that metric. But and yeah. you, you look but, at Chadwick yeah. Boseman and how fucking sad it is that he died. He is so yeah. good in that movie. Yeah, he's so good in every movie, actually. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Um, anything else to do? You don't remember any other things you watched this week, Megan? Um, I think what did I watch? I would have watched something on Sunday night after we. Um, after we uh or no maybe actually no 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 because sunday night was easter i don't think we did watch a movie i can't remember anyway no i think that's that's all i got i watched the beginning of robin roberts presents mahalia uh, this morning and i gotta say i'm pretty impressed with it so far i love danielle brooks and she sings like a goddess and uh so uh you know i love gospel music and uh so uh if you get a chance to watch that i would highly recommend it and while john is taking his piano for singers i'm gonna be watching foreign movies <laughs> um great so rupaul's drag Fucking race RuPaul. the penultimate uh, episode where they were they chicken go from four to three <laughs> um, but I have to say I agree I did you and I were sitting there like I don't know who could go home it was either going to be rose or um, it was going to be a uh, candy yeah you know but rather like make a difficult them. decision once again and RuPaul has done this over and over and over again once again RuPaul pussies out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't have a problem with I, it. I don't like. I, think, I don't I, either. I, I, think, I don't like candy. I I'm think uh, yeah, and candy's grown on me. I don't love Rose, but you know, they, Rose has such solid skills, but somehow she doesn't come to life the way those other two got Mick or um, Simone. Yeah, Simone do. You know. Now, Rose. I agree with that. I, I agree that she's like a consummate professional, but I'm not sure that she should. That, I'm not sure that it wins drag race, but she like has a long career ahead of her. Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised she'd only been doing it for three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think for me, it's yeah, it's either Simone or Gottmik are my two faves. But I don't, um, even though I love Rosé because she's from Scotland. But, uh, but, uh, but I totally, I, I, I was not upset at all that Candy is still in it. She's definitely grown on me too. Yeah, I think she actually is very funny. And I think- She's really funny, yeah. And I think there is something kind of soulful about her. You know, I, uh, yeah, think, I agree. I think that, you know, that uh, loud bluster in those, in the first episodes of the season, 
uh, were definitely about her insecurities. And I think as she has become more secure throughout the season, she has really opened up and just been better. Um, she does, you, you are right, Mike, she does not have the best looks. She's um, a shitty drag queen. <laughs> she she might be funny. She might be soulful as a human being. But as a performer, she's she's really unprofessional. And her looks are awful most of the time. <laughs> you know, the idea... Well, she's probably not going to win. Well, who knows? With RuPaul, or maybe RuPaul will just bring in the other girls and have them vote like she did for All-Star Season 3. I have to say, I've never forgiven her for, by the way. I was, was it got Mick that RuPaul really kind of broke down about? Yeah. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. Um, uh, Fascinating. And, uh, you know, for people who don't watch uh, Drag Race, got Mick is a... uh, F to M transgender person. And so she was born woman, uh, is transitioning to male, but then is playing a drag queen, which is kind of fascinating. Uh, totally. And uh, and she's really good. Yeah. She's, oh she's, my God. She's stunning to look at and she's incredibly funny uh, and smart. So yeah, no, I think she's... Uh, she's Her really makeup great. skills are off the chart. Yes, yes. Well, you don't get to do Paris Hilton's makeup without having some skills, I guess. Who knows? You know, yeah. or maybe you just know someone. Uh, so definitely, it's been a good season of RuPaul's. We have this week is going to be the reunion, so where they all get together, and we hope that there's some sort of cat fight. And the following week is the finale, and the week after that is the premiere of uh, RuPaul Drag Race Australia. Yay. Is it going to be on? Yeah. Oh, good. Because that's one thing that I'm The a UK little... one was not on, and I thought it was going to be on right after this. Maybe it'll be on after Yeah. That. Yeah, because yeah, hmm. well, there's a Canadian one, too. Yeah, but, but RuPaul's not on RuPaul's it. RuPaul's not on that. Yeah. Um, but mm. uh, also, you know, there are some of these, you know, like there's a, an Amazing Race Canada, and... Yeah, I don't know where you could watch it. Did you look on YouTube? I well, I, I did a little cursory searching, but oh, I did. I, you know, I never go to YouTube. Yeah, that's a good. I mean, that point. YouTube has a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, we can look later, but uh, anyway, um, I think it's time for movie school. Is it? Is it, Megan? Are you ready? Yeah, I guess I'm ready. Oh, I guess the only other thing, the only other thing that we're probably all watching is Top Chef. But again, it's so early. There's so oh, many yes. people that Top Chef started um, this this week. Yes, so excited. Oh, actually, we've had two weeks of Top Chef now. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah I don't know that I've got any favorites yet. But uh, do you have any favorites yet? No, not no. really. Uh huh. Um, or even any that I definitely don't like. Yeah, there's no. Although I kind of love that woman who won the first week because she stood there at judges' table and told them how she just felt she was phoning it in and she felt she wasn't cooking the best. And then they gave her, she won. (laughs) (laughs) And then she was in the top again this week. So again, I really hope that she gets her, uh, gets her like, um, oh, what what would I say? I, I just hope she, I hope she figures out pretty quickly that she's there for a reason and doesn't continue to sort of like, Oh, whine yeah. about how untalented she is. Yeah. I have a feeling that the um, Asian guy is going to win. 
yeah, well, he's definitely going to go far. I think he was great. Yeah. 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 So, um, okay. Movie school. Movie school. This, this uh, week was beautiful thing from 1996. And uh, I'm, I guess we'll start with Sissy the Night Stalker. Uh, so, hello to Queens and a what? I'm riding to you from my new RV for this week's Woo! challenge of Hetty McDonald. Um, so, yes, so Cindy the Night Stalker has bought an RV so she can stalk you all over the country, going from <laughs> town to town, searching out connections. Um, and Hetty McDonald is who again? The director. The director of Beautiful Thing. So, uh, back to Cindy. This one took me over an hour, but I was able to find a fifth degree connection. Hattie was director of Doctor Who from 2007 to 2015 with Peter Capaldi, who played the Doctor in 42 episodes from 2008 to 2020. Peter was in Dangerous Liaisons in 1998 with Glenn Close. So that was the movie. Glenn appeared in the tribute to Barbara Cook at the Kennedy Center Honors in 2011 with Audra McDonald. Audra was in Masterclass on Broadway, which opened in 1995 and was directed by Leonard Foglia. 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 Lenny directed Dead Man Walking at New York City Opera in 2002, which I staged managed. Uh, in this week's mention of how cool, I'll say it's pretty cool to have a second degree connection to Audrey McDonald and a mm -hmm. third degree connection to Glenn Close. Have a great week, everyone. I'm off to Chaco Canyon tomorrow for more adventures in my RV. Cindy, the night stalker. Yes, well, <laughs> Cindy, have a great trip to Chaco Canyon, which is a place I've always wanted to go. So, uh, you know, maybe someday we can go to Chaco Canyon with Cindy in her RV. What is Chaco Canyon? It's uh, an ancient Indian Native American civilization in like up towards the Four Corners area. And it's very remote. Like uh, you have to camp if you go there because oh, it's fun. so far from anything. But, uh, you know, they have, it was, it covered, you know, hundreds of miles. And uh, also they were, great astronomers. There's all sorts of things that are lined up based on lunar and solar cycles and very fascinating place. So uh, good for you, Cindy. So our movie this week was Beautiful Thing, a British film from 97? Six. 96. Uh, Megan, what did you think? Well, I don't, I, I uh, not that I ever have anything profound to say, but I don't necessarily, I don't have much to say except that I just really liked it. It's, yeah. I mean, that's, that's all you can, I'm watching again. And it's like, it, it, you know, it's not a great movie. Those two actors are, are fun in the movie. And they charming. don't, they don't have the most talent, you know, the, they don't have mad skills as actors, especially at that age, but um, they're still fun to watch. I do love the character of the mother. Yeah. I think yep. that was, yep. because she, 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 is she a it's bitch? Kind of is she? It, what is she? Is she a bitch? Is she an angel? Is she? You know, and and it just never made a choice of it. And I just kind of really love that. I also love the neighbor girl. Yes. I, I yeah, it, obsessed with Mama Cass. Like that was so. That was just funny yeah, and like right. yeah. The but Mama also, Cass music. you know, when she's tripping on uh, on something and the boyfriend, you know, brings her down. 
you know, that's also, I mean, this girl is about ready for a big tragedy. Um, yeah. So that worries me. But really, I only love it because it makes, it, it's so sweet. That ending is just yeah. so sweet. Uh, also, I think it was kind of interesting at the time. It was in 97. Uh, I I think it might have, you know, because that mother was so hard in a certain ways, uh, but she really came around to uh, support and defend her gay son. Yeah, she was never not going to do that. No, but I don't know if we had we seen a character like that do that in a movie at that time. Maybe not. I mean, you know, I, I was trying to think of movies before 1996 that were terribly positive, where, mm. where you know, People weren't either dying. I mean, Longtime Companions, yes, it's a positive gay story, but everybody's dying. Right. You know? Right. Um, Maurice, uh, you can't really call that a yeah. positive gay story. I'm trying to prick up your ears. Prick up your ears. That's, those are not positive. Even my beautiful Laundrette, yeah. somewhat positive, um, but really it's about racism. And um, what was this, the movie with the young Steve Buscemi? Oh, that's um, Parting Glasses. Parting Glasses. Which is another, but it's an AIDS movie. Yeah. Well, so, AIDS movies were kind of but where all, but gay characters kind of became central. Right. That's, that's You know, really, if it weren't for AIDS, that may not have happened. And that, that you know, a lot of we would have visibility had, happened. We would have continued to have Michael Bennett anyway. Yes. But, but, um, but uh, you know, uh, I think it would have been longer for gay characters become central Maybe. to the story without AIDS. You know, definitely AIDS was terrible, but it, it did bring our community a visibility and an awareness to the wider population that we would not have had. And it also brought um, a, a higher degree of community to the community. Yeah. You know, oh, it, yes. if you go around to all the main cities in the world, Gay men got together and created the gay men's health crisis, mm -hmm. the Shanty Clinic in 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 San Francisco, Whitman Walker Clinic in in D.C. I mean, it was with gay lesbians. Yes, but it was you know it was a it was a situation where gay men did really get together mm -hmm. uh, to protect our own. Yeah, because no one else was mm -hmm. right. 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 Um, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, no, it was, that was not like, you know, I know it was supposed to be movie school, but my choice was really just like, no, oh, let's just watch a positive movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was nice. It was a nice little, it was a nice little, like, palate cleanser. Yep, a little hour and a half. Hopefully next week, John will give us something challenging. Uh, no, I'm not going to. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> actually, I recently, something else I watched recently was the Audrey Hepburn documentary. Oh, all right. Which was uh, very uh, good. Um, and it got me to thinking about Audrey Hepburn. And so I am assigning uh, another Audrey Hepburn movie. Okay. Oh, what is it? I'm hoping for my, my favorite one, but okay. Well, okay. I'll tell you what it is. It's Funny Face. I've never seen that one. Oh, you've never seen no. Funny Face? Uh, I think it might be my favorite Audrey Hepburn movie. What's your favorite Audrey Hepburn Wait movie? Wait until dark. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, Funny Face is a musical. And we get Kay Thompson uh, playing basically uh, Diana Vreeland. And um, uh, it's a musical about fashion, but Audrey Hepburn plays kind of a mousy. Does she sing or she? She does sing. 
and she they use her own voice. Oh, really? Oh. And uh, she sings and dances, and um, but she plays a mousy uh, book clerk in a Greenwich Village uh, bookshop uh, that um, you know the fashion people kind of barge in on her and do a fashion shoot there. She's appalled by them because she's an intellectual. Uh, but so it's kind of interesting in that, you know, it is kind of a feminist story because Audrey Hepburn is not someone who is just pursuing beauty and actually thinks it's extremely shallow, uh, all these magazines, people obsession with, with beauty. Uh, but uh, Kay Thompson, who uh, wrote the Eloise, uh, books and uh, it was Liza Minnelli's oh. godmother um, uh, is in it and um, uh, Fred Astaire oh. uh, plays the photographer who's based on Richard Avedon uh, also oh, okay uh, this is one of the few roles that uh, he played on Broadway and in the movie and Richard Avedon was an advisor to the film and set up like the fashion shoots for them Oh. advice on all that so uh it's it's uh interesting it's uh old uh i think it's gershwin music and i think there might be a couple of uh original tunes in it so um uh check it out um, all right i have a question for you meg and i don't know okay. why i have this but have you ever seen sophie's choice um, no i haven't because i was gonna read the book first and then i never did so so no i haven't Oh, how can you say you're a Mel's Creek fan? Yeah. Well, there's a good springtime choice. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> sure what I'm going to say again. I, I mean, I was talking to my uh, my friend Donna because we saw that at the movie theaters, and and that movie at the movie theater, it the the, the tear. I mean, there was sobbing, screaming Ooh. sobs from the audience. Uh, oh my I, gosh! No, it, it was it was intense. And yeah, it is. Wow. At that point, no one knew what the choice was. Right. And when that comes along, and, and you know, Meryl Streep is one of the best performances ever captured on film, and it's like you know there was you know lots of you know intense crying in the in the theater. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Yeah. So, but I'm not picking that for a while. Okay. So the movie for next week. Funny, is funny face. face. Where, is and, it? Where is it? Oh, it's for free on Amazon. Oh, how long! Oh, nice. like I, I actually watched it uh, last week on my way to work uh, over a couple of days. Well, you got to watch it again. Yeah, which is fine. I love, I love this movie. Oh. It's so delightful in so many ways. So, um, uh, also, if you have time on Netflix, I think it's on Netflix where the Audrey Hepburn documentary is, and it was very fascinating. Very fascinating. So, um, anyway. Uh, if you like Audrey Hepburn, and I do, you'll enjoy next week. Um, anything else we want to talk about before we leave as we're wrapping it down? Nope, but Audrey is on um, Netflix. Okay, yes. bye. Okay, well, until <laughs> next week, that's all from mm -hmm. us at Two Queens and a what? Turkey sandwich. Turkey sandwich. A digested, digesting turkey sandwich. Yes, there you go. Okay. Have a good one, everybody. Bye. Have a good spring. Bye. Get your shots. Bye.